Today is February 12th. We've been waiting all winter to say this. Pitchers and catchers report this week. Welcome to the beginning of spring training, friends. We made it. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? How's it going, man? Uh, going well. Going well. Yeah, yeah. Spring training is upon us. Yeah, and it's bag of mixed feelings, right? Even bit. with the elephant in the room, <laughs> I am choosing to be excited about pitchers Absolutely. and catchers reporting. You can't not be excited about it. Even with <laughs> the elephant in the room. We know. We're not yeah. false. You know, this isn't a... We get it. Right. But man... You start seeing them videos pop up on social media, right? <laughs> right. Well, you want to yeah. sizzle the ball, the crack of the bat, and you've you've we've seen the workouts. We've seen Marco Gonzalez throwing it this place, and and you know what I mean. Oh, he looks healthy, right? Let's put a uniform on. Mm-hmm. Let's. Uh, I guess they don't really. I mean, let's get them all wearing you know the same thing. I guess. Sure. We're not looking Practice like... Practice uniforms. Yeah, we're not looking like robots with all these things stuck to us everywhere and we're out there throwing, looking like, you know, whatever. <laughs> but you actually just look like you're at the ball field. You get real video. Mm-hmm. Throw into a catcher, not up against the wall kind of a thing. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I, I am excited as I clip a hangnail that I was already playing with literally 30 seconds into the show <laughs> because I'm not going to have that all this whole thing and me being distracted by a little hangnail this is the real things man yeah that, just cut it off and keep pitching right that's right uh also um you know had a steak for dinner tonight <laughs> so I'm feeling I was wondering if you were going to bring it up I'm feeling great I don't need to bring Dude, up the whole thing but yeah. maybe at the end for the real ones again, I'll give a <laughs> slight update to my, uh, you know, life. However, I think everybody can relate to the fact that I had a steak tonight, so I'm feeling good. Yeah. Feeling yeah. good. Absolutely. No matter what's going on. Um, Super Bowl's tomorrow. We said we weren't going to talk about it, so that was the extent of our conversation. We are recording this on Saturday. So if you're wondering that if, like, some wild thing happened and one team wins 87 to nothing and we're not talking about it. That's why. I would like that to happen, actually. No, I, I don't. Because man. I was at, well, here's, here's, here's the reason why. It was a trivia on Wednesday night. And one of the questions was, what was the most lopsided Super Bowl in history, basically? Like, who scored the most points? And it was Joe Montana and the 49ers against the Broncos. 
So if we can get that out of the record books, I'm cool. I got I'm you. cool. I, got <laughs> I was wondering how you were going to tie, like, what are you? Okay. I just want to know the answer to that. No. <laughs> All right. I got you. All right. So uh, what do we got? What do we got here today? We've got a couple roster moves. Not very many. Unfortunately, we just talked about the elephant in the room. We have, uh, you know, I, I guess really just talking about who is reporting the spring training this week. And I don't mean like, oh, Rowdy Telez says he's going to be there on Tuesday. Because <laughs> I did hear that. But that's not what we're talking about. We're going to talk about pitchers. We're going to talk about catchers. And we're going to talk about that elephant in the room. And we are also, this is the disclaimer at the beginning of the episode, Jake. We are choosing today to be excited about pitchers and catchers reporting. Yeah. So uh, near the end, we're going to have a conversation about pitching. And we're going to answer the question. Sounds like you're getting a phone call. <laughs> right now text. okay that's a long vibration for a text message do we need to talk about that <laughs> are you a psychopath <laughs> anyway um somebody's gonna say really <laughs> um we're gonna talk about that about the fact that you know whether this is enough or not but for the most part we're going to attempt right mm -hmm. to treat this as a this is who's on paper right now. And we're choosing to find the positive things today. That does not mean that this is our only thought. Uh, this is just that disclaimer, right? I don't want anybody yeah. saying like, oh, they're drinking the Kool-Aid. They think this is the team that's going to compete. <laughs> because I don't. <laughs> I, I don't think this is enough. However, this is a good day. Yeah. This is a good day. And we want to be excited today. And we want to choose to be excited about baseball happening. But I do want that disclaimer out there, right? These aren't mm -hmm. our only thoughts. And who knows? This conversation could go south pretty quickly. And we may end up blowing this whole positivity thing out. We'll see. <laughs> because we'll see. We have conversations to have. Let's start out with one that is bittersweet. Kanan Smith and Jigba was claimed. However, he was claimed by the Seattle Mariners. Was it you that even said that? Did you say, what? like, hopefully that? No, that wasn't you. No, I don't remember where I heard that. I was that, listening to a different podcast. I didn't. Yeah, it, didn't, yeah, it click. didn't even click. There was a podcast I was listening to. I'm trying to remember who it was. I don't remember. If you're listening to this and it was you, just throw it in the comments on YouTube or something so everybody else can look down and be like, oh, there's the. But somebody said, wouldn't it be cool if he got claimed by Seattle? So that's what happened. His brother Jackson plays for the Seahawks. That's why that's there. That's a pretty cool thing. Their seasons really don't, I don't know. It's still cool. Yeah. It's still cool. They're oh, both in yeah, Seattle. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, we had our comments about CSN last week. Um, if you did not listen to last week, go check out the CSN comments, the, the Smith and Jigba comments. We both had some, uh, some takes on him and, and what we think of his career. So go listen to that. All right, let's. Um, we got one more note here uh, that, that I feel like is important, and it's probably going to come up a little bit. I think it's going to play. I think it's going to play a factor in uh, maybe the Pirates' aggressiveness to add to this roster, right? So let's start mm -hmm. off with players can be added to the sixty-day injured list 
once pitchers and catchers report. That is the that is the rule, right? Um, four four forty man spots will open up on Tuesday. I assume. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think there's any shocks, right? Right. Like I'm I'm right. pretty sure Brubaker, Burroughs, Endy, and Johan Oviedo will all be added. I know without a shadow of a doubt, Endy and Oviedo will be added to the sixty day injured list. You don't think there's any shot that Burroughs or Brubaker are left off of that, right? I don't think so. I don't see how they could. 60 days. I mean, that, they would have to return before, like, June in order to have that affected. Yeah. You know what I mean? 60 days just means they're going to yeah. miss, guaranteed miss March and April. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, April and May. Unless that even counts spring training days. Uh, yeah, it would be spring. It would be from so that's the time March they put and them on So there, that's yeah. May. They, they'd have to be back. Yeah. In, okay, so yeah, they're guaranteed on that yeah. list. Four guys on I the would list. imagine that's, that, that's when, it, if that's when the roster spot clears up, you'd think that it would, the, the clock would start then as that's well. That's true because you can put somebody, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, let's just say it doesn't matter because neither one of them are coming back before June. Right. Or in June for that matter. <laughs> right. So, all right, four four roster spots open up. That's a that's kind of a big deal. If if this is maybe the reason why, and I don't know if you agree with it or disagree with it. I mean, not to be overly critical of one player, but like Alika Williams is still on his forty man roster. Yeah. I think you could have signed somebody if you were if you were waiting to sign somebody <laughs> and missed out on him because you didn't want to DFA Alika Williams. Then I've got questions. <laughs> yeah, are you I there? Mean, he's. He's a he's a good guy to have like in your system for sure, just in case somebody goes down and it's like a I don't want to call it a desperation move, but almost a desperation move. Like shoot, who's gonna play shortstop or who's gonna play second? Well, he's gonna be able to play either one of those two positions. He's just not gonna be able to hit. Well, and really, it's shortstop. It's re- it, it's shortstop for me. I feel like the yeah. reason he's still there is if if something again happens with O'Neill Cruz. Mm-hmm. Do you trust Bay? Do you trust Gonzalez? Do you trust Triolo? Probably Triolo the most out of the out of that group at shortstop, right? But we've we haven't right. really seen it. Right. Or Peguero, right? So like you can look at that list and you can say, geez, we're trying to figure out which one of those guys we can trust at second base. <laughs> Let alone short. You know what I mean? At right. least Alika Williams, you can say, well, yeah, he probably won't hit, but he will field. We right. don't want to. We, we're still wondering if those four guys are even going to make it at the plate. And then you have more questions at short. To be fair, maybe the same amount of questions that you have for Oyo Cruz. <laughs> Defensively. Yeah. But to think about that, because I, I feel like, you know, just while we're on the Alika piece of it, I mean, if you look down uh, at, at, you know, second base shortstop kind of thing, I mean, I mean, you do have Cheng on the on the 40 man but are you ready to are you ready to go there if if you have an injury are you re- you know what i'm saying right right cuz you're talking about you know a, a young player a really you know he's on the 40 man to protect him from the rule 5 but you'd hope for a, you know a couple 3 years as he gets through his options right outside of him i just don't know what you're going to do i mean there's a couple guys that are probably destined for double a triple a that are older those are good guys to bring up because if you if they're only up for 15 days and you have to dfa them to get them back off the 40 man that's a doable thing sure you know what i mean Mm -hmm. other than that you're looking for a trade so 
not to get too far into position players here, but we're talking 40-man roster at this moment. And I'd be surprised, really, but I but I wouldn't be. You're gonna you know you're gonna open up four spots on Tuesday. At this point, I don't know why you'd sign somebody today. Right. Now I agree with that. you also have 20 days to make it official, which means you could have <laughs> signed anybody at any point and said, let's do your physical Monday before spring training, right? <laughs> because on right. Tuesday, you're gonna open up a 40 man spot. So I I'm not buying that. I don't think there's enough water for me tonight, Jake. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Just not enough water. Camel. Yeah. Um, so anyway, if you were hoping for a free agent signing, there's a better chance after Tuesday. I don't know what that chance is. It might have went from 2 to 3%. But there is a better chance <laughs> of a free agent being signed. Like I said, I don't know. It might go from 15% to 45%. It might be that big of a jump. I just don't know. So. Yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be interesting for sure. Um, there's obviously still names out there. Yeah. There's a lot of names out there. Yeah. And maybe we'll get into some of those. So let's talk about it. How? Let's talk about spring training. I know we already started this conversation and we will continue it now. Um, trying to find my timer here. Okay. So uh, excitement level, we've kind of covered that a little bit. Um, this has been a long winter. Um there's been so much to say because there's been nothing to talk about, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for a lot of teams, not just the Pirates. And I'm not talking. Let's not talk about dollars spent, but you could talk about moves made. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, even when you talk about Milwaukee, I mean, unfortunately for them, for those guys, one of the moves that they had to just talk about was losing Corbin Burns. That's got to be a tough conversation now. There's rumors about Williams going to New York. That's got to be a tough conversation. However, in the midst of this, you were able to spend a large chunk of money on, uh, well, let's talk about the beginning of it, you losing your coach, which seemed to be a bigger deal probably in Milwaukee than it is anywhere else Mm -hmm. because it it doesn't change anything for me. But, like, Milwaukee loved that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now they pretty much hate him. But anyway, so complete 180. Yeah, I mean, and then Chicago, like what they did with David, whatever. We we had a conversation about that a long time ago, probably. So, whatever. But they didn't do anything, right? Until Reese Hoskins. So, did they spend more money? Maybe I don't really know. They may have in <laughs> the end because of Reese Hoskins' deal was so big. Yeah, but that doesn't. I mean, to me, the Pirates did more than they did. You yeah, know what I mean? It just depends you know, actually, on the quality of what they're doing, right? And so, like, the, right. when you talk about that, you can say, like, well, this team also, they paid this guy. Because they also had the, the trios. Now, I don't know if mm-hmm. that counts. That's not free agency. But whatever, right. however you're doing your calculation and however you care about the offseason, um, there are teams who, yeah, maybe spent more than the Pirates because you're talking about dollars and, and whether you talk about the salaries of a guy that they traded for or whatever. Yeah. So I'm not talking about dollars, but there were, I mean, there, there were teams with a lot less movement yeah. than I mean, what we Ashley even and I were with. just talking about it the other day. I'm like, this has to be a boring off season for Braves fans. Yeah, Cause she's a Braves. Fan. I'm like, sure. You're set up. So you don't really need moves, but it's still boring. Like you're just literally waiting. Well, they had all the reliever stuff very early. They were super aggressive and they had their team basically ready very early. Mm-hmm. 
So and I, they made the sale trade. Yeah, the sale funny. trade was kind of a curveball, I think, <laughs> a weird one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, but the the three or four relievers, they went in and just totally rebuilt their. They did it like it wasn't a weird off season. Yeah, they needed to address a bullpen, and they did it in a hurry. Yeah, and they 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 do that most seasons, but but it's just the fact. But that most teams once do that most done, seasons. Like it's like not. Like there was nothing else going on. Well, now, like, but now you can sit there and talk about your team, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. They what? What else were they gonna do? I mean, if you're a Braves right. fan and you looked at that roster after they after they rebuilt that bullpen, and they're they're all locked up, right? I guess you could say wasn't there one position that they they kind of had some turnover in? I don't remember. It doesn't even matter. This isn't a Braves yeah. pod, right? The point, but your no, point is, just... is like you said. On the contrary, there were teams who needed to do things who still haven't. Right. I mean, the Cubs signed a a, a coach. <laughs> Why yeah. haven't they re-signed Cody Bellinger by now is beyond me. Kind of gives me right. hope that they're not going to. Right. It'll be them. Either Maybe. way. Yeah. Either way. The thing is, is like, there are teams that just weren't. I mean, and the, and the, the Cardinals went out and they got veterans in their rotation. It wasn't mm-hmm. quite, I mean, they got Sonny Gray, but it wasn't quite what, you, you were just in, you know, last place. Right. And that's unacceptable in St. Louis. You know, this is yeah. the things that you were hearing, and it had to be underwhelming. Uh, yeah. The Reds started off their offseason was kind of like, hey, I mean, I like what they're doing. They've got this young core, but they're in no different seat than the Pirates are in saying, we really need young players to do well. The only thing that I would say that the Reds have over top of the Pirates is they saw those young players start to do well last year. Yeah. You know, specifically McLean, I think, is probably the one you can be most excited about. Ellie De La Cruz obviously has the, the maybe the highest ceiling, but we saw a lot of struggle from him too. Mm-hmm. And so you're really like, that's an up-in-the-air type player. I think he's better to be good than not yeah but i believe the same about o'neill cruz so i i feel like if you if you're high on one you're high on the other if you doubt one you're probably doubting the other two um they're very similar in that way i think that o'neill has easier power because i think that his swing is a lot less violent so i think that you know whatever um but the reds have a good young squad and if you're a guy who is all about that kind of thing. You're all about the Reds right now. Yeah. But you can't say that you're looking forward to the Reds really making a push with all that with all those young players and at the same time say but I don't believe in the You know what I'm saying? Like it's the Yeah. Yeah, I get it. You have a little bit more on their side. It's a lot easier yeah. to be positive about Cincinnati right now than it is Pittsburgh. Yeah, you've just seen more of it already. Because you've seen those streaks that we just haven't seen from guys like Piguero and Gonzalez yet. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I'm just going to point those two guys out because we've seen it from Sawinski. We've seen it from Cruz. We're waiting for Davis. We're you waiting throw for Hayes in there too. I mean, we've seen it from Hayes. I still consider him a young guy because he's missed a lot. True. Yeah. And so, I mean, under the big contract already, you know what I mean? Kind of proven defensively yeah. at least. Um, but like when you look around it, at some of this right field, we're just not sure yet. We're not sure with with Davis. We're not sure with Pagaro and Gonzalez. You know what I mean? And they have their questions too, and they probably have a couple of guys like those guys. 
who haven't mm-hmm. seen that success yet, but they yeah. also have McLean and Ellie, which is like, you know what I mean? So anyway, right. um, a little easier to be excited about them. What they did is better than what the Pirates did, but not by a whole lot. Like they didn't, they got pitchers that they will feel okay moving. If all those young pitchers that they have, like Hunter Green, and that if they figure it out, sure. Yeah. So uh, to reel it in a little bit here, it's been a lot of weird, and and we're mostly, we just we don't we don't want to talk. We did talk Braves. Just, you made that statement, but we're not going to go all throughout the league. I just wanted to stay in our division. So there, I mean, it's just been a very weird off season. Um, for the Pirates, it's going to be that the off season defined by. We almost got that guy. We almost got that guy. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. And and we, we, we've had that conversation. Cross the finish line with these guys. Go get him. Right, right. Um. So anyway, it, it's just easy to come on here and talk about that. And um, that being said, though, like I, I did say in the past that we at least want to hear that they were involved. Yeah. And, and they were involved this year. I think we even when we had that conversation, we even said, but is it going to be enough? Probably not. Like, we still want to see you sign them. We don't just want to see that you're involved. But the fact that they were involved more with more players this year, it does give me a little bit of hope for maybe the future looking forward because I know that they're going to at least reach out and talk to these guys. Now their next step is going to be to finish that. People are going to actually see that Pittsburgh might be a good place to play, might be a good place to be. Okay. So now they're not going to automatically put us on the back burner like they did this off season or choose another club over us just because right. they're like, they're going to win. They're not. That's Pittsburgh. Well, yeah. let's show them who Pittsburgh is and let's land that contract next year. Yeah. I think I would say I mean, to that point, I, I think I would say I was hoping that hearing they're in on these guys would develop into they've signed this guy this off season. Not next off yeah. season, but yeah. I but I understand your point. Like like I said, uh, and we're going to talk about this later. Hindsight sometimes can make your can make you consider different thoughts and different things. And so I see where you're going with that. Hey, we did lay some groundwork. We were hoping that this off season that would mean that we would cross the finish line with somebody. And maybe there's still time to do that. But you would hope that it already happened, right? But if it hasn't, then now what you're saying is. This team needs to go out and, you know, if 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 the players on this team know at the end of the year, let's say, let's fast forward to the end of the year. If you're not going to be there and you know that you're two players away and you just want the front office to get those two players, do something throughout this season to make those players think that it's worth it. Right. Show them a little bit of, you know what, I like what they're doing there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Most yeah. free agents are going to like what you're doing there, quote unquote, when what you're doing there is offering them more money. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get real. However, yeah. um, it's time to, take, to, to look forward to spring training. And before mm-hmm. we get into the actual players here, um, I will say that um, – a couple things making spring training special. You've already mentioned the videos of of that sound. You know what I mean? The the pitch, mm-hmm. the catch, the whistle, the ball. Because you hear those things because there's no noise. Right. 
And then there's also the crack of the bat that eventually starts to come, which actually, let's get real. There's going to be a lot of position players there. Yeah. You're going to already see guys swinging and hitting this week. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But those sounds, there's something about them when you're starving for, especially after tomorrow when or this week, now that the Super Bowl's gone, let's, let's speak in the present somehow in the future. <laughs> the, the Super Bowl's gone. The NFL's gone. We're going to be able to talk about what happened at the Super Bowl maybe for a week. Eventually that gets old too. Mm-hmm. But what makes that old is all of these guys that are down there. Uh, the beat writers, the, you know what I mean? The, the, the people that are down there putting up videos mm-hmm. and seeing these the, the live baseball, not, not games, but live baseball right. action mm-hmm. happening. And then eventually we get into games and we're going to get there, but man, throat is so dry. Um, I like the atmosphere of spring training games. And spring training in general, while the players are really fighting and grinding and trying to make a roster spot, a lot of them, Brian Reynolds mm-hmm. is not. Brian Reynolds is getting his timing. Yeah. He's getting loosened up. He's getting stretched out. He's starting to use those muscles that are game muscles and starting to work his way into game shape, right? Mm-hmm. But those games don't count. <laughs> And some people are like, yeah, it's spring training. Who cares? They don't count. But I love watching a game that is simply this pitch is the only thing that matters. Once that pitch is over, I don't care. Guy hits a three-run homer against you, and it's just like, ah, man, I missed that. Who cares? Let's go get the next pitch. Now, in the regular season, it's a whole different thing. Okay, that happened. It sucked. On to the next pitch, but it's a different feeling. You're now behind. It's time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just doesn't matter if you lose by six. It just right. doesn't matter. What matters is, did you get a little more of your timing down today? Did you stretch some muscles? To, you know what I'm saying? Like, it yeah. literally doesn't matter. And there's something about the calmness of that for me, where I get to see the game I love without the stress. And it's yeah. just this. It's this breath of fresh air for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, I don't know if that means anything to anyone else that's listening to this, but I hope that there's someone <laughs> out there that says, man, I feel that too. Because oh, yeah, I love, I definitely get it. You're, you're, you're working on things for sure. And things matter. It's not what you're saying. It's, it's the fact that in the grand scheme of things, what just happened doesn't matter because this doesn't go on our record. The outcome it's of like, the game doesn't matter doesn't matter at all. If I'm down 6, I'm going to act this I'm going to act like it's a 0-0 game. Yeah, absolutely. It's what work did we get in? What what did we accomplish today? Like, yeah. Who despite the score, who cares? Yeah. Hey, we lost by 5 today, but I saw I saw three really good at bats from a from a Pagero or a Gonzalez. Mhm. Hey, I'm seeing a better plate approach. It doesn't look like Jiwan Bay is trying to hit 450 feet. Yeah. He didn't swing at everything that was pitched to him. Um, hey, there was a runner in scoring position, and Jack Sawinski didn't wait for his perfect pitch. He did a little bit of damage and hit a single and hit, got the RBI. Yeah, maybe just little things like, that are yeah. that are wins, but also, it's for me. It's just you know what it's like for me. A spring training game reminds me a little bit of a Sunday afternoon game 
when you're watching two teams that you just don't care about. You don't like them. <laughs> you don't hate them. Yeah. But you just get to watch. Or like, it's different from like a college game because it's not the same game, right? You're not seeing a bunch of dumb mistakes and not wooden bats. and You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like a Sunday afternoon game, which I am guilty of saying, I don't care who wins a Sunday afternoon game. There's something about the atmosphere of a Sunday afternoon that just makes me say, I can relax and watch baseball no matter what's happening. You know what I mean? I think there's some yeah. baseball people who feel the same way, who are baseball fans first, you know what I mean? Or or right. most. And uh, maybe spring training's like that. Like if you're just in the middle of watching two American League teams play a game on a Sunday afternoon that you could care less about, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. And you're just like, I don't really know who's winning. I'm kind of doing a couple things, but the game is on. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll tell you. If there's a if there's a day game on, well I, I work from home. I work from mm. this seat. If there's a day game on, not all the time, but oftentimes it's sitting up in a window. Sometimes the volume, if I'm if I'm really working on something, there's no volume, but that game's on. Sometimes there's the game's on, and I got the game in my ear, but I'm plugged in, really diving deep into something that I'm working on, and so right. I'm not watching it, but I get to hear that soundtrack of a baseball mm-hmm. game. And MLB TV, sometimes you can even play it without broadcast and you just hear all the sounds. Oh, my gosh, dude. Really? Talk about getting into a zone. That's interesting. I, I, I don't remember the last time I did it, but I've done it before. So I don't know if they still do it, but, like, you can just turn off the broadcast mm-hmm. and but still hear all the, all the stadium and, and stuff like that. That's cool. It's pretty awesome. It's like playing the show because I usually turn the broadcasters off on that because they're annoying. Oh, so bad. So bad. All right, so uh, let's move into the into the players here. We've we're about halfway through this thing, so it's time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for enjoying baseball zen. I guess you could yeah. say with us. Um, I hope that I hope that a lot of you guys are baseball fans. Let's talk about the Pirates specifically, and let's start with catchers, just so we can avoid this pitching talk as long as we can. <laughs> Not that the catcher win is all that greater right now. Right. 40-man roster, guys. Henry Davis, Ali Sanchez, who has no options, and Jason DeLay, who has, I think, two options. Those are the three 40-man roster catchers that are going in spring training this week. The two non-roster invites are Carter Bins, Abraham Gutierrez. Um, Let me just ask right out of the gate, do you see either of those two non-roster invites making this roster? No. Any chance at all? I don't. (laughs) All right. Not that we can't talk about him, but uh, I'm kind of there too. The question, uh, Henry Davis is on this roster. Henry Davis 100%. is your catcher. I think they've as much as said that. Now, obviously, yeah. if he's the worst catcher you've ever seen and he's not hitting, maybe he does go to AAA. Yeah. I That's mean, a bad scenario for the Pirates, running Ali Sanchez and Jason DeLay out there. But whatever. Okay, so let's jump in right away and get this out of the way. They were in on Gary Sanchez. Do we care about this? Because Henry Davis, if he's your guy, but what if he really is bad? Would a a guy like Gary Sanchez have been a security blanket to say, we're bringing you in to be a backup, and I think you would have DFA'd Ali Sanchez in that scenario. Mm -hmm. We're bringing you in to be a backup, and... 
that's it. Now, if Henry Davis doesn't, you have the ability to say, all right, let's put him out there. Let's let him. That's at least going to be better than Ali Sanchez. Yeah, I think, and I think that's the probably what caused him not to sign with us. I mean, I think he's going to have more potential playing time because in Milwaukee, because I think they'll use him more as like a DH. Yeah, you know, he'll catch some, he'll DH some, like he'll he'll get more at bats there, and ultimately. A guy like Sanchez, he's he's gonna want more bats. And if you're if you got two teams interested, one saying you're primarily a backup, one team's gonna be like, you're primarily a backup catcher, but you're also gonna get at bats at DH more often. Yeah. Yeah, he's we gonna take the more bats. We had that conversation a little bit on Twitter. I kind of was like, dude, William Contreras is the guy there. He doesn't have any more playing time there than he does here. But uh James Littleton on Twitter also brought that to my attention. Yeah, but they have a better DH situation that he can fall into mm-hmm. where we don't really have at-bats at DH for him. And right. so I thought that was a that was a good point. Um, he also brought that point up to me. I, I would have disagreed uh, with, with before three days ago. I would have said, no, he's got no playing time until you <laughs> – you would have had to talk sense into me, but somebody already <laughs> did this week. So, um, yeah, I agree. There, there is more playing time. I don't know – I don't know if the money even matters. It's seven million. That's a lot for a backup right. catcher, right? I don't care. Once again, right. he would have been good to have. He would have been good and, to have. And I agree with that. Do I? Do I really care that we missed out on him? Not really. Like, yeah. I would have been. I would have been like, cool if we signed him. We didn't sign him. I'm like, eh, it's fine. Yeah, I'm there too. I I think that I there was a lot of people questioning the fit, and that's fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, especially considering, and uh, one of the things that you, you hear a lot about is how much value there is that the Pirates have put, excuse me, that the Pirates have put on defense at the catcher position. And essentially mm-hmm. bringing in Gary Sanchez would have been like saying, this is the veteran version of what Henry Davis might end up being, right? He can't block <laughs> a ball, and that's been a big thing. I mean, he's gotten a lot better defensively lately. Well, but he's only been better at pitch years. framing. Right, oh, really? that's that's his improvement. I mean, he's had to have gotten better at blocking because he used to be awful. He's still awful, according to according to the stats. Right, stats. Okay, Statcast is there. It exists. It is a indicator. It's not everything. Mm-hmm. However, he has a good. He throws guys out at a good rate, and his pop time is in the, at least in the better half of the league. Some years it's been much higher into the ninetieth percentile. Last year was 86th percentile. It's like a 1.9. That that line is two. League average in the MLB is two seconds. If you're above it, it's not so great. If you're below it, you're fine. He's at a 1.9. He's fine. He's got a, for his career, he's got good pop times. He cannot block. He has never been able to block. He still can't block. He used to not be able to pitch frame either. (laughs) And now, according to the last two years, his pitch fam- framing has improved. It's now a red line on Statcast instead of a blue one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Above <laughs> above league average, it's red. Below, it's blue. His his blocks are still below, and I think that that's Henry Davis. Like he's gonna have to figure out the pitch framing thing. One thing that is not considered on those is how you call a game. He was right. Blake Snell's catcher last year. There's points for that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you caught a Cy Young winner. Maybe you call a better game. Maybe that's something that you could pass on. I don't know. I didn't see him as like a veteran. This this guy's going to help Henry Davis. <laughs> he wasn't that yeah. kind of a guy. He probably exists. He has the same strengths and weaknesses that Henry Davis might have. So maybe it's how do you exist as a major leaguer? What is Gary Sanchez going to tell you? Well, people are going to have high hopes for you. You're eventually going to be a backup. That's not what I want. Right, right. That's fair. I, and and I thought about that a little bit too. And that's why I just don't really care that we missed out. But it's I also funny. think it's fair to say we missed out. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, and, and this is what I was alluding to earlier. This is a thought that I had this week because oftentimes we never think of anyone. If you would have asked me, hey, what about Gary Sanchez? I would have said, I don't know. I don't see that. And then you hear that they're interested. The thing that goes on in your brain is (laughs) they're interested. There must be a reason. I'm a benefit of the doubt guy. So the first thing I'm going to do is give them benefit of the doubt in a thought process. And I'm going to do some kind of exercise in my head to say, what could they see? And I would look at the player and I would say, okay, here's what they see. And so it's this exercise where I didn't think it was a fit. I tried to convince myself it was a fit. And why I do that is if I can't, then I'm going to go all in on this show and say, this is not a fit, right? (laughs) But if I can, I'm going to say, all right, I see what they see, which is, I believe, what I did. And then in hindsight, that's hindsight in they're interested. Now they didn't get him. Now I say, I think we're okay because I also didn't see the fit. I could find it, but I had to look for it. Yeah. So is it a big loss? No, I don't think it is. However... I, I think I would have been okay, even if he never played an inning at first base, and he and he only played a handful of DH opportunities. I think having him would have been better than having Ali Sanchez. Let's just go there. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're not going to block anything, so. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we'll have a little bit better luck doing that. To be honest with you, I've said this several times this offseason. This team needs to score runs. And if we can't score runs, I don't care how much we prevent them. (laughs) Because I'm telling you, this pitching staff, as we move in, well, let's maybe not jump all the way in there quite yet, but this pitching staff is going to give up runs that you can't prevent. Right. With walks and homers. So, (laughs) all right. So uh, you got any thoughts on these catchers, or is it just what it is? It it is what it is. The only only issue you come up with, you know, Ali Sanchez doesn't have any options, but I think Jason DeLay is going to give you the better backup option. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting how that plays out. I, I, I definitely don't see with those three guys, I don't see how you could carry three catchers. It's just, it, it can't happen. I agree with that. And I think that plays maybe next week we start talking about how the defensive and the and the offensive players fit into this team and, and what you might see of, uh, you know, as we go through spring training of who's going to make the team, I I am with you. I don't see three catchers with this group. I I really hope we don't. I don't think that we have the versatility on our bench to do that unless G1 Bay blows up and becomes great because then he could supply a multi, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. Uh, infield and outfield to where you can say, well, he could be two players on the, you know what I mean? 
Or yeah. unless you do something where you run 12 catchers or 12 pitchers, but we're going to get into that. Um, Yeah, for me, it's just I really hope Henry Davis is better. Yeah. I mean, he's had all offseason to just, just focus on catching again. He's a hard Hopefully, worker. He's a hard worker. Hopefully working with the right coach. Jason you know. Kendall. Yeah. Right? We heard that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good guy to listen to. Hopefully you know I mean? only defensively because both of them get hit by pitches. We want to avoid that. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I think we're both there. I mean, Henry Davis is getting the keys. It's got to be him. I really wish we had more depth there. And, uh, you know, we just don't. Well, yeah, we don't, but we do. It's just hurt. It's his injury. You know what I mean? It, right. It's, yeah. You're not prepared. He just throws that wrench right in. Yeah. If delay's hitting in spring and you really want him on this team, that's going to be the thing. If they choose to put Sanchez on the, on the active roster and send delay down because of options, mm-hmm. when delay is clearly the guy that gives you a better chance to win games, that's going to be a hard decision because you know, you need that depth. It's a smart move. <laughs> But you want to win games too. Yeah, I think your number one priority has to be to win games. I, I think it's. I don't think it should shouldn't be a hard decision. If Jason Delay is the clear cut backup role, if he's the guy that should be getting it, you give it to him. You DFA Ali Sanchez. If he gets claimed, he gets claimed. Whatever. A week into the season, somebody gets hurt, and you're. I'm sorry. You either sign somebody off the street, or you you bring up a Carter Benz or somebody like. And I but know now that's you've a forty given man yourself, move. Like, I know it's a forty man move, but I don't. I don't know. I, I just well, but you lost Ali Sanchez. You've got a forty man spot. <laughs> well, if you right. lost him, if you didn't, right. then he's the guy. He stays on the forty right. man. He gets assigned, and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I I don't know. I because I because I wonder if that. Jason DeLay has to be a 50% better chance of winning in order for that to matter. If he's like a 10% better chance, then, 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 cause, cause Ben's is going to be 75% less. I, I, that was a weird math exercise in my head and maybe some of you <laughs> followed it. Maybe you didn't. Yeah. Um, I, I want to move on to pitching because I think that's the bulk of our conversation here. That's the thing. That's the elephant in the room. That's the thing where is this enough? How is this okay? Who is in this rotation? And we can list a bunch of guys who have a chance, right? Mm-hmm. Keller's in. Perez and, and Gonzalez are in. And I only say that because you brought them here. Right. And even though I think there could have been a scenario where Gonzalez would have had to play for a spot, I, I don't think you have an option now. I think he's in. Yeah, I agree. Now, you have Contreras, you have Falter. You have Ortiz, you have Priester. Don't let me forget a guy. Is that the list? That's pretty much the list because the other guys that are on are, are going to be hitting the the IL. Ortiz, Falter, Roanzi Contreras, and Quinn Priester. Yeah, Jackson Wolf is on the forty man. That's that's not going to happen. Braxton Ashcraft is on the 40-man. I don't see that happening. What, he threw 50 innings last year? <laughs> um, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. A non-roster guy, uh, Honeywell, probably not. Willie Peralta, probably not. Could you see them starting off the year with a Willie Peralta because four 40-man spots are going to open up? Yeah. At this point, if young guys stink, <laughs> right? Let's think yeah. about this. If young yeah. guys aren't doing it, you send them to AAA to get right. You add a Willie Peralta and let him get blasted. You don't want Quinn Priester getting blasted again. He got right. blasted, and I'm fine with that. He learned some things. Sure. But the next time he's there, I'd like him to figure those things out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I think, and, yeah, there is a scenario where I see them throwing a guy like Willie Peralta or Brent Honeywell to the Wolves just because if they have to be there for four starts, three starts, four starts, right? However long mm -hmm. that is. It's a few weeks, right? Yeah. And then DFA him immediately, and he gets picked up, and you say, well, that was fun. Then, yes, that's who you do that with, right? Right. It's that short term, we're probably going to just lose this guy immediately. Like, let's say that happens in July, and Brubaker's almost back, but he's not back, and someone goes down. Heck, yeah. You call up a guy like that, and then you DFA him as soon as Brubaker comes back, and you say, that was fine. I know we probably didn't give ourselves the best chance to win those three games, but yeah. that was better than maybe another option. Because right. if you just get those, if he only has to give you three, there's a there's a chance he gives you three good ones, and then he's gone. Yeah. But that's not starting off season. Uh, that's maybe a bad example, but either way. Um, you go into this thing with uh, not a large amount of players. You've got to still get one more guy. Because what yeah, we ju we just went through a list of, let's say, four guys. Contreras, Falter, Priester, and doing it again. You said Contreras, Ortiz, Falter, Priester? Ortiz. That's the one I didn't name right there. Okay, so you've got four guys right there. Two of them don't have any options. And that's mm -hmm. Falter and Contreras. Good chance one of them, if they didn't, if they don't make it, will just go straight to the bullpen, right? If both yeah. of them don't make it, there's decisions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't think you have room for both of them to go to the bullpen. Not after adding Contreras, right? So, I mean, and and, and let's not forget too that a bullpen is a strength right now, big time strength. Mm -hmm. There's no room for two That's what I mean, yeah. failed starters. Right. Right. So right so now. You're, you're just going to get one of them as the long relief, and that's it. Right now, those four guys could very well take up two spots because there's two spots available. Mm -hmm. I just don't feel confident in that right now. Now, as spring goes, maybe. Is there a piece of you that just wants to see this thing play out? Or are you, no, no, it's unacceptable. <laughs> sure, there's a piece, but for the most part, like, I'd just rather bring another guy in. The problem is, is the other guy, who's that going to be at this point? Well, let's say it's a Michael Lorenzen. I'd take it. Okay. 100%. Bring him in. He doesn't move the needle much as far as like, oh, yeah, hey, now we're looking at, you know, this is maybe a wild card team or maybe... With this division, they've got a chance. He doesn't do that. But I'm going to be honest with you. 
I'm not sure Jordan Montgomery does that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they've got a lot to prove. Can yeah. they? I think they can with with Michael Lorenzen. I think they can with two of these guys working out and going into the rotation. I think they can. Yeah. But that's a if they work that's out. That's a seal. That's everyone <laughs> clicking. Yeah. No injuries, right? That's what that right. is. So can it happen? Yes. I'm not gonna put money on it. <laughs> like I don't feel that good about it. You right. know what I mean? I think that this team has the talent. Let's say it that way. The talent is there right now. It hasn't been in the years past. Right. It is there now, but we are not, we haven't seen production yet. We haven't seen proven yet. There's been right. There have been a lot of players with enough talent to be good who've never been good. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's not a question of talent right now. When you're running out there with Van Meter on your 20, I I doubt talent level. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I hate throwing yeah. significant or like specific guys out. But right. like you just knew that he was never going to be a starter. Not yeah. that he couldn't have been a major leaguer at some point on certain teams. He was good enough for that. Unfortunately, that was our team, the team we root for, right? And you just knew that wasn't. But the talent there, we have guys who have the talent to be starters. Yeah. In this league, more and more than nine players. Mm-hmm. You know, there are going to be people with enough talent to start who won't be starting. Yeah. And it, but it's not about it's not just about talent, Jake. We know, right, this. right. You we gotta know go out this. and you got to play the game. You got to produce. You got to actually yep. do it. You got to make it happen. Mm-hmm. You got to reach that ta- or that um, uh, expectation. Yeah, you got to reach your ability. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You got to get there. Yeah. A lot of underperformers have come and gone in this league. Very few overperformers have. You don't do that for <laughs> long, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, that's something. So. When we look at this pitching staff, if we were going to make a, a positive spin on it, your positive mm-hmm. spin could be Marco Gonzalez is healthy. That's you as mean far looking as I go. at. Are you are you saying looking at it right now? My yeah. positive spin on it is Rowanzi get to got to hit the reset button. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Let positive spin on these individuals. Like that's, we're talking yeah, about this staff right now, so yeah. you're you're calling out Rowanzi works. He, he gets to hit the reset button. He gets to try again. Okay, he turned the game off. He's powering it back up. I think for Rowanzi, because of what we saw, I think I have to see him. I've thought that over and over and over again. Now, if he's real bad in spring, I don't have to. Right. But he has to know that this spring is critical. He's mm-hmm. not a guy going out there just trying to to get back in game shape. He's not yeah. a guy. Uh, he better be ready to be in game shape. Mm-hmm. He's got a dog. Yeah, that, I mean, I haven't scoured, obviously. I, I I haven't scoured for any video of him doing any workouts or anything. No idea if he's posted anything. But, you know, hopefully he's put in the work and he comes ready to go. Um, he, to me, though, if I'm sitting here and we know and we don't sign another guy, he makes my rotation for opening day, no matter what, because I want to throw him to the wolves. Mm-hmm. He's got no options. I just don't want to do this dance if it's not going to work. And I think there are times when you get a guy and you say, 
I'm not putting you in the bullpen to try to make something happen. You go out there and you prove it, or I will accept you working out for another team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I will, if I have another guy needing that spot and wanting that spot and able to take that spot, I'll, I'll say, all right, you had your chance. And if he works out in a year and a half with another team, I'm happy for you, man, but I can't keep doing this. And so there's part of me that just wants to see him go out there and tell me whether it's going to work or not. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't feel the same about Bailey Falter because he hasn't been here that long. Yeah. And and I got to see, but I'm I'm straight up. I got to see signs in spring training. A hundred percent. You got to show me, you got to show me that you put in the work and that you got some things figured out. And if you didn't, I'm ready to move on. Uh, short leash. And the thing now, is, I'm not is saying, he's, I'm he's, not saying he can't go out there and give up some runs. It's like we said, it's uh, spring training. Yeah. You're, 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 you're always working on something in spring training. He has to work. So on, he, no, he has to work on getting outs. You're right. You're right. I, to, but if he to is, be honest, I, I don't want him like <laughs> working on a new pitch. I want him showing me he can get people out. I don't care yeah. who's at the plate. You're I don't right. care if that, Remember, we did that stat last year where we talked about uh, the quality of players, how much major league experience they had, and mm-hmm. and you have that little – so you get to see, hey, this guy's doing really good, but he's he's pitched against guys who haven't quite played at a certain level. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. like we'll, we'll go over that again this year, and it's fine because we, we're going to say, hey, he is getting outs. However, he's getting outs against – I don't care at this point. Show me first that you can get people – I don't want to see, oh, I'm working on this pitch to see if it can be effective. No. You have no options, man. You're 24 about to be, yeah, you're 24 years old. Like, and I'm not saying that's an old, I'm saying that's a young, but like you're, you're still trying, like you need to prove you can get outs. Bailey Falter in a different sense is uh, maybe he's in the same boat for me, but he's two years older. Bailey Falter is on that teeter totter where you're saying you might actually be bonus that you're left-handed. Mm-hmm. Because as a right-hander, we just know the cookie cutter right-hander in in this league in the bullpen has to be has to be in the uppers of the nineties. It just has to be. Yeah, and it that's not a all the way. There there are guys that can figure that out. They're just not as many, right? Sure. If you can't if you can't bring the gas, I, I'm I'm not sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, it's a harder road for you to make a bullpen. Right. That's right. just the way that it goes right now. Mm-hmm. But for Falter, he's left-handed. He didn't even have to throw a fastball out of the bullpen. Right. He could be all breaking stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like some of these mm-hmm. guys just go out there and throw slider, 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 slurve, curve, change up. And it's like, oh. And then every once in a while, pump 92 on the inner half, and it surprises you, right? As a left-hander, right. that's much easier to do. Yeah. So there is still a little bit of that Bailey Falter could be that long man. But like Roanzi, I I just I want you to make the rotation or I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because of the because of the potential of what he did being a fluke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cuz it was so it was it was like this window. And then it got so bad that I don't know where the middle is or if there's a middle. It's 
I feel like there maybe there isn't. And if there right. is a middle, I'm not sure that that's good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm, he's he's just one of those guys I've I've had a lot of high hopes for, and if I'm just the organization's at a spot now where we're, it's not time for games. Let's, they're either going to work or they're not, and you need to move on. Yeah, a couple quick ones before we before we wrap this up. Mitch Keller just needs to do it for a full season. Mm-hmm. It's all there. I think he's a great pitcher. I'm not doubting him. I think right. that he's had a, a a couple different things. I think I think what you saw a couple years ago was not a full season of doing well. What you saw last year was he was asked to go too deep into some games that he didn't belong being too deep in. Mm-hmm. And I think this year he should they should use him better. And he, and if they use him better, he's a great pitcher. Yeah. So I I'm, the bullpen I'm, to do that this year. Yeah, and I'm convinced. Martin Perez, he just has to. I mean, last year. He had like five, six starts get really far out. Six, eight run starts. Outside of those, he's a pretty good pitcher. And if he just goes, if he goes from last year to the year before, he's a sub three. He was that good, right? Mm-hmm. I don't need a sub three, but if this guy could go out there and give us sub four, I'm really happy. Yeah. And really, if we don't get a number two, and I'm not sure Lorenzen is the number two, right? I'm I'm thinking I'm banking on Perez being that guy. Yeah, that's the that's the elephant in the room, right? Mm-hmm. But you're going to end up with like if if it's Lorenzen, you end up with like pretty good pitchers. <laughs> but no, there's only one guy at the top of that, right? That's not a rotation yeah. you want to go into the playoffs with, but it could be a rotation that could be a better team, right? You know what I mean? And so. And then who knows what you go to the playoffs with because that could be Jared Jones and Paul Skeens. I mean, I'm, I'm reaching here, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, w- the reach was them getting to the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. So then after them, Luis Ortiz, that's simple. He just needs to be good. Uh, who are you? You know what I mean? Like the, the fastball fell away. Uh, there's not a lot of movement with it. What can you do? Right? Right. Um, but for him, what do we got here? 25, uh, still has two options. So if it's not working, you still have the ability to keep him around. It's not a give up on this guy by any means. Right. And unfortunately for Rod, it's really the options that makes it unfortunate. And the last guy's Quinn Priester, which has the world in front of him. He's gotten a cup of coffee essentially. Mm-hmm. And so I, I mean, any of those guys, I'd probably lean closer to Quinn Priester than any of the other guys, I think, is my opinion. Could come in mm-hmm. here and say, that spot's mine. The, the lucky every... thing for these guys is there might be two spots. Right. Unlucky for fans, lucky for these <laughs> you know, pitchers, specifically yeah. the two with, with no options. Because I think if you went into this and said, well, Quinn, Quinn Priester or let's say Luis Ortiz, for just for this exercise, they were the guy who won the spot. And maybe mm-hmm. the other one is a close second. They may be the one sent down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think that in that in this scenario, if you need to, you go with those guys who don't need options and you say, you got a month to prove it. If Luis Ortiz slash Quinn Priester, who we sent down, is pitching well, they take your spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I could see something like that being the case. But one of those two will make this roster, I believe, as the long man. One of those two will make this roster. They won't cut ties with both of them. Right. 
there will be one of them being a long man. Um, we didn't really talk. I mean, like I said, this is all about starting pitching. Getting a guy like Lorenzen, like I said, it, I don't think it moves the needle on what you think this team can accomplish. I really don't because I think there's as much of a – I think he's figured some things out. I think he's a better pitcher yeah. than maybe you know what we might see from some of these guys. Mm-hmm. However, it, it just – it doesn't change things for me. However, it does give you innings, and those are important right now. Right. If – if these guys flop, flop, you can at least say, well, we've got a pitcher. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And let's say we don't have to throw Quinn Priester out there if we don't think he needs to be out there or Luis Ortiz. Contreras and Falter is a different story because we do. <laughs> there are There is a scenario where we have to throw them out there. Yeah. You know, with the, with the no option type thing. But I could see... You know, I could see, and we're just calling one guy out. There's actually more than that available. Um, I don't think Cindergard's at that level, but he's out there, and there's been there's been a link. Um, mm-hmm. Who's the other one? Um, are you kidding me? Clevenger is the other one. Oh yeah. Who maybe yeah. It, maybe that's closer to to Lorenzen? Maybe a higher ceiling, but maybe not that. You know what I mean? I don't know. But you're kind of there with him too. There are guys there. Uh, it's yeah. it's unlikely it's Jordan Montgomery though. Oh yeah, yeah. it's unlikely. I'm, I'm it's gonna say highly name. unlikely. Highly unlikely. So we can you know don't don't be sitting I'd, here holding your breath for that. I'd be good with Clevenger or Lorenzen, uh, Syndergaard. Just don't. I don't know. I don't see that. Yeah, I mean, once again though, would you rather have that? Than a not prepared, like then ruining, possibly ruining an Ortiz or a Priester. You know what I'm saying? There is yeah. a piece of you that says, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe if he can give me a couple months of innings, maybe I can catch, you know, something from him. I, I don't know. Right. It, it would be awkward. I'd like to see uh, what kind of posts he puts on social media for that one. But <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, dude, I, and like I said, we were going to try to to stay as positive as possible here. I, I don't know that we didn't just have a conversation, though. I don't know that I was really thinking about it. And maybe I should have. Yeah. Um, I will say, for those of you who... Uh, for those of you who don't want, like, to go sign... Like, one-year deals... Oh, don't overpay. One-year deals, they don't block players. And I don't care about right. the, the, the cost. Go get someone... Overpay if you have to on a one-year deal because they just ultimately don't hurt down the line. Right. They don't block players. If they're bad, you let them go and you swallow that. It's not like it's like, yeah, but now we got to pay him next year too. Can we hope he gets better next year? Yeah, if you got a two-year deal, you tend to keep a hold of that guy and hope that you can get some value out of it. Mm-hmm. But on a one-year deal, no. You just say, the value is you not pitching for my team. <laughs> <laughs> And if they're, you know, if they're struggling and th- that's just kind of the, the piece where I, I don't think that's a, you're not blocking Paul Skeens by signing, uh, you know, a guy that you don't like, let's say a cinder guard. You're not mm-hmm. blocking Paul Skeens by signing him. You're not no. blocking Jared Jones. You're not even blocking Quinn Priester because if they're there, if they're available, there's going to be a guy to move. 
You know what I mean? If, or if they're pitching yeah. well, I mean, there's going to be a guy to move. There's going to mm-hmm. be an injury that happens. And ultimately, on a one-year deal, if you have to just cut it, you can. Yeah. So there's still time. Uh, this is not normal. We've never had to believe there's still time at this point. You usually have your roster figured out by now. <laughs> right. Um, it's not right <laughs> either. Uh, but there are still guys available. Uh, it's a weird off season. Hopefully not something that's a trend that's going to happen in the future. Seriously. Um, so without a discussion about this, uh, let's blame Blake Snell and Cody Bellinger. Okay. <laughs> Just want to blame him. <laughs> sure. All right. We, we've it. agreed to blame them without a discussion about it. So we're probably, you know, we reserve the right to be completely wrong about that <laughs> 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 without any thought. <laughs> <laughs> or consideration. So, pitchers and catchers report this week. Super excited. Yeah. Regardless, right? Because of what I just said, there's time. And let's just hope yeah. that we can make it. And and let's hope that if this pitching staff is that, uh, we hear some noise, right? Yeah. If, if you're watching on the video, I'm wearing the, the old, uh, if you hear any noise, it's me and the boys bopping. So, let's hope we hear some noise if this is our pitching staff. Yeah. But... Let's uh, let's this week allow ourselves to get uh, a little bit overexcited about a couple of guys that we see this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. He's looking good. <laughs> allow yourself to do it. Yeah. You don't fine. have to be mad all the time. No. You don't even have to be right all the time. Just enjoy the game of baseball and, and the fact that these guys are going out and they're they're putting in the work. Yeah. I'm here for it, man. I'm here for those kind of vibes. I, mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't I do not do it to say I'm right. I, I, right. I'm a fan. If you're a fan, then you're wrong at some point. Yeah. And, if you're, and if you're always about being right, then I think you disqualify yourself from being a fan. Because a yeah. fan has to have blind and undeserved faith or hope in something. I don't know. I think they can win today. If you said that, there's a piece of that that's wrong. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because you had to convince yourself of it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, it's not a right and wrong thing. As a fan, you're supposed to have hope. Mm -hmm. And even though that's a hard thing to do some seasons, there's something you can hope for as a fan. And you'll find hope, even if it's just, we can win today's game. Right. You know what I mean? Just something like that. Just allow yourself to be a fan this week. Allow yourself to just sit back and say, hey, there's a lot of things wrong in the world today, but I get to hear baseball happening. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Didn't mean to get all philosophical on you. No, you're good. Let's wrap this thing up, Jake. Um, You have any thoughts to close out, close us out of here? Man, I just, I'm going to be looking for the videos. Yeah. Just this time of year is just what I love. I love it, man. Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannibal coming, and let's go Bucks.